Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host live from Venice Beach, California, Joey Nochoprano. Thank you, Andy, and hello. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good, good early afternoon to you, sir. Thank you, Joe. How is Cincinnati? Big question. Forget, sorry, scrap that. Cancel that question. Canceled. Do you have coronavirus? The Chinese flu. Still waiting for results. Oh, Andy. Just t- teasing us. Well, if I played for the Cincinnati Reds, I would have known within 24 hours. Welcome to our system. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're still um, praying do, for you. Thank you. I don't think I do. You're I, feeling better? I'm feeling much, I've been feeling much better since Friday. I think it's a lot of stress of the uncertainty of the world we live in and <laughs> the fact you're having, that, ex, you're having an existential crisis. Well, I think, yeah, partly. And I'm going back and I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of like, I'm supposed to fly to St. Louis, but now I, you know, I had to go through Chicago for that. Now, to be honest, now I think I'm just going to hit up our boy CT and I think maybe just rent a car because it's so ridiculous. I, I, I think that's the move for the St. Louis trip. Like, why what? not rent a car? It's like nothing's going on, you know, like better safe than sorry. Just drive five hours and, and then fly from there. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So just cut out one of your flights, you know, one of your trips to the airport. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I, th- I think that's what it was, but uh... I'm excited to have you back, Andy. Thank uh, I, I really am. I, uh, I went golfing with Laz last evening and we brought, uh, we brought Ben in Venice. And, uh, so I busted out my old set of clubs, uh, for Ben in Venice. And now they are out of the Cadillac. They're in my apartment. They're ready for you. They got their, your name written all over them. I actually wrote Andy Ruther on the side. You did. It's a signature series now. Yeah. I uh, I do I am gonna golf in St. Louis, so that'll be my start. Yeah, nice. How is I mean, how's it's, your it's, game coming? It's coming along. Uh, it's still there's still I've, a lot. I've of watched holes. the vids. I've watched the vids. A lot more vids coming. There's a lot of holes. If if you don't know what Andy's talking about, uh, go to my YouTube and subscribe. We have two episodes of Two Weeks to Pebble Up. Nick is cutting a third episode right now, and uh, probably got three two or three more after the one he's cutting before we even get to pebble so there will be lots of updates um but i played with laz and ben last night started out strong andy two pars on my first two holes nice you know that's what i've gotta i've just gotta stay nice and easy take it easy try not to have a meltdown um I did have like one meltdown hole last, like a semi meltdown hole. Laz was like, don't you're in the trees there. Don't try to like hit it over those trees. Don't be a hero. So I tried to hit it over those trees, be a hero, hit it into the trees twice. Kind of a meltdown hole. 
I'm looking forward to Pebble Beach having like a professional caddy who tells me absolutely what to do every time. And what is the exact date on that again? That will be this coming Sunday, the 26th. Oh, wow. So the, the score is, that I'm shooting for is 100. I just want to keep it 100. I just want 100 or better. And, uh, you know, the odds are against me right now. A lot of people, the, the, the majority of the money is coming in against me. And uh, I want to say that we are going to figure out if people do want to bet on this. Uh, it seems like so many people are itching to bet on this that I might have to head, set up some sort of house situation with a money line, to, like when we determine what the number is and maybe take the VIG and uh, give it to a charity or something like that. Because there's a lot of people who want to bet against me and uh, they're probably right. But if I, Andy, if I make the same amount of improvement in the next seven days, as I have made in the last seven days, I think I've got a chance. Mm. No, I don't, I don't have much faith in you. No offense, my friend. Okay. I, 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 I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm saying I think I have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, I did the math yesterday, like on the holes, like a 99 is literally bogey and a half on every hole so for every three for every you know triple bogey i gotta have a par for every double bogey i gotta have a bogey like that's i just gotta live in there well take me through the whole plan so your plan sunday what's the drive do you know how many hours it takes to get up there uh I, you know we're gonna go stay at laz uh laz's family's house which is in the area you, I, I would imagine it's in the five to six hour range. So I was thinking. So are you going yeah. up Thursday or Friday? Going up Friday, playing a practice round Saturday, not at Pebble, playing Pebble Sunday, coming back Monday. Gotcha. But last week, I went to the driving range on Monday. I played 18 on Tuesday. I played nine on Wednesday. I took Thursday off. I played... Uh, 18 on Friday and I played, I took Saturday off. I played nine on Sunday today, starting the process over Monday. I'm going to the range tomorrow, nine holes with Tug Coker Wednesday, 18 holes under the lights with Andy Laz again. And then I got Thursday probably, well, Friday will be a day off for a drive. So Thursday, maybe get in like a, a, a morning nine and then relax Thursday, Friday, a day off drive Saturday, practice round Sunday pebble sounds like I mean you're staying busy that's good I mean first of all I'm thriving in coronavirus it's just like hey let's golf every single day yeah and all and also you know we're we're, we're stockpiling content here uh, I know there's a lot of dirty sports golf fans out there so you know go to YouTube go to my YouTube and uh, watch these episodes yeah, and we will have Tug Coker will be joining us on Thursday's episode to break down and dissect your play with him uh, from Tuesday's uh, golf outing. Yeah, and and he's played Pebble before, so he's going to give me the uh, you know he's going to give me the lay of the land. He's going to be my virtual caddy. He's going to be my pre-caddy. Well, this is good. You play Pebble on Sunday, and then sports well sports start on Thursday for yeah baseball, but. Baseball and basketball will start up by next week. 
I, uh, I'm, Alleg- I'm really allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to sports returning, but this has been a nice bridge, uh, to sports returning. And honestly, it is definitely addicting. I still can't watch golf. Like I was like, Oh, watch this Memorial this weekend. I was like, Jim Nance was like, ah, put me to sleep. And I'm like, I'm still not interested in the game as a quote unquote sport, but it sure is fun to get out there, drink a couple Miller lights, smoke a little grass, whack a little balls. And, uh, I'm telling you, Andy, I got seven, six days now. I just need to, I just need to keep exponentially improving. And then I've got to be clutch. Then I've got to like have a day, no meltdowns, keep it between the lines. You know, well, sports will be returning just not to Canada. Well, that's right. The Toronto Blue Jays have been shut down. And and is hockey or there's no hockey there either? No, there will be. There'll be some bubbles there. So I stand corrected. Uh, okay, so they're doing bubble hockey. But, but not, they did not but no want show. the Blue Jays traveling. This, this is how big of a shit show America is. They did not want the Blue Jays traveling back and forth from the United States. That's smart. I don't blame them. Yeah. And they what? probably just, more, even more so than that, they probably just don't want American uh, you know, teams flying in there all the time. Yeah, I don't blame them. One, and two, this is so, this is so embarrassing, again, for baseball. I mean, the season starts now in – this Four was days. announced – yeah, this was announced nine days before the season started. Like, like, they're just now realizing we can't play in this country. So I actually just looked before we went live on air. The updates are the Blue Jays are looking at, as far as pro ballparks, possibly PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Camden Yards in Baltimore, the AAA Stadium in Buffalo, which just I guess just doesn't have the facilities or the amenities that they want to have up to speed with, you know, a professional team. So that's kind of what's on the table right now. All the fucking Toronto Blue Jays are young. They're, they're like one of the youngest teams in baseball. Those guys were in AAA five days ago. They should just play in a AAA stadium and, and bring baseball to somewhere that hasn't had Major League Baseball probably ever. Um, bring baseball to Buffalo. Bring baseball to Bangor, Maine. Bring baseball – to somewhere in the Northeast that I'd like to me, I think this is a great opportunity to invigorate, you know, a specific area with baseball and, and honestly, probably to make blue Jays fans like Toronto's right across the thing from like Rochester and Buffalo and whatever, like make those fans that are probably Yankees fans, honestly, make them fucking blue Jays fans. Uh, the, this whole like oh we we need we need like have you been to the fucking sky dome it's not exactly nice yeah it's built 1989 yeah give them a minor league stadium that's built been built since then come on baseball like can i just commissioner already andy i well again this is the time where you could just do something crazy put them at the field of dreams in iowa i'm telling you put them in maine I need Vlad Guerrero Jr. walking around Maine. I bet they got some good, uh, some good crab there. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. 
The lobster, lobster, the lobster tails. The uh, lobsters. The, I mean, look. The crab's legs. The lobster claws. It, move it, to move Vlad Guerrero Jr. to Maine and have a summer. It's just, it's just that, again, you hate to keep harping on it, but it's like, guys, you just discovered this nine days before the season started. And this yeah. is going to be my theme for the show. It's going to be my theme. We don't know how to handle adversity in our country. And I'm going to quote my buddy who I've talked to a lot through all this, my buddy Kenner Shaw. Kenner said, he put it best. He goes, Americans, we don't know how to pivot. Like, that's the term. Whether, it, whether it's from our politicians to sports to our jobs to where we live, we've all been thrown something, right, Joe? We've all been thrown uh, an awful wrinkle in our lives. Got hit with that curveball. We got hit with a bad curveball. The whole world did. Worse than anything we've ever seen. But in my opinion, and that's what him and I talk about, Americans from every sector don't know how to, like, handle, right? Because we're seeing it in baseball, and now we're seeing it in football. Well, I mean, to be fair, these times are unprecedented. <laughs> True. But – I think I mean I, I think it's funniest for Canada. Like I understand I totally understand their reasoning, but the timing of it from Canada is hilarious. They were like nine days before the season started, like oh 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 you got oh you guys are gonna play here? Oh you're oh the Toronto Toronto's gonna the Blue Jays are gonna play in Toronto. You guys are playing in Toronto. Oh you're gonna play it here? Yeah, we're not gonna have that happen. Like when you watch the seventy five day baseball negotiations you didn't think the toronto blue jays were going to play in the fucking sky dome in toronto like oh are you are you so you guys are going to be here like at, here here and and other teams are going to come and play you here yeah you guys should have said that you should have put that on the paperwork that's not that's not going to work for us the blue jays are me in college on my education courses so i loved my english courses the the secondary education courses, I couldn't stand. And this is why the Blue Jays or me or baseball, whoever it is, I'd always wait to the last minute, right? I'd have a project due and you see it coming, like you're saying, 75 days ago. You see that project coming, you wait, 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 and then you're like, oh, wait, it's due today? It's due tomorrow? No, oh, I, I didn't know. But like, yeah. But you saw that. You knew it was coming. I don't know, man. I, I just think... I'm a little worried too, not like insanely worried, but worried enough when I look at football too, all those tweets yesterday from the players with the hashtag, we want to play. I texted you and Tug. I've never seen players so universally in agreement, yeah. right? From I need, sorry, Andy, I need to put up a, okay. we, we need to podcast hashtag on my window for the fucking people who just do garbage in Venice Beach. Hold on. Sure. I'm excited that I saw the end of Venice, though. I'm excited that I was here for it. <laughs> what, what's, what's, before we jump into this NFL discussion, give me an update, Joe. I, I, I've been gone 75-plus days. What, what's Venice, that? Venice is a cesspool. Venice oh, is a wasteland. Uh, it's like 
I really didn't even know, like the boardwalk is kind of business as usual on the weekends, except a bunch of people are in masks. The homeless, you know, I, I feel like when they were all on Mildred, the rest of us were kind of safe. So I, I feel like you kind of screwed us by all your complaining and like getting them off Mildred. Now they've all scattered everywhere. And like the other day I saw a lady one street over on market. She had like, no joke, 30 bags of cans. Right. And one at a time. And each one, I was standing there for like 10 minutes. Each one took seven minutes. So I only saw one and a half, but she would dump an entire like hefty garbage bag of bottles and cans onto the street, onto the street. And then I thought she she'd be just, collecting them to get money. Then she would just start. Well, she is, but she's, she was, uh, she was like, you know, uh, compressing everything. So she, she wanted to make, she wanted to have a zip file. So she started stomping on all her cans and then setting the plastic bottles on the side. But for seven minutes, market street had a lady jumping up and down on like 600 cans and they're blown away in the wind and the fucking bottles are going over here. And everybody who's standing there like waiting for a sandwich, waiting for a slice of pizza, waiting for a coffee is looking at her like blinking guy. So then she finishes and she just opens another bag. And she's like, I got seven of these. I can do this all day. And I was like, I can't like, it's time. Bye forever. I did 10 full years in Venice. Oh, we got a big announcement. What's happening? 2010 to 2020. It's just, I can't, I just can't. It's Venice has jumped the shark. You're, well, you're like me then. I mean, obviously I was, I was saying that even before COVID hit and I'm like you a couple more years since May of 2008. I like the boardwalk. I like being down here. I like that. You know, you I like walk it anywhere night. and get, no. And I'm like you, I like, I like that you can go in any direction and get sushi I like at night also that people are scared, like that certain people don't want to be down here. I'm like, good. Fuck you. I can handle myself against crazy meth guy. Like we own the night down here, you know, yeah. but like now it's zombie land it, and, and it's really. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. So you're done putting the kibosh I, in Venice. Yeah. Well, that story just made me uh, extend my stay in Cincinnati by another 60 days. So thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's still like California is still California. It's just, you gotta, you know, with everything that's going on, you just gotta find, just gotta find your lane, you know, find it, find an HOV lane and put it on cruise control and just stay in it. Sure. Well, in related news to California and myself, I have requested a refund for my Chargers tickets. Because you're not gonna, they're, they're, they're not going to have a ton of fans, right? They're going to be limited fans. And then also now at this point, players aren't sure if they're going to play. I mean, <laughs> well, 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 Joe, before we get to the player thing, the Chargers haven't made an official announcement. And I think both the Chargers and the Rams are holding on. You're there right now. I read the LA Times every day. There is just no way they're going to allow any fans. There's just no way. Right. This season in LA, there's just no way. So it sucks because I was, again, I was excited, right? I mean, see, I never had season tickets. I'm excited for the most expensive stadium that's ever been created, a $6 billion stadium. 
but I also was like, hey, you know, I could use 1200 bucks right now. So I still retain the seat license for next year. I, I own those two seats. Now, did the, was, was any of your ticket price like seat license plus whatever? So basically, like, I, are they I, keeping your seat license money? No. I, no, you get everything back. You, you just, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept the seat license because I, I own those seats. Right. So, so what percentage of that did it cost you? That was only 200 bucks. Okay. Chargers are cheapest seat. So basically, I paid 200 bucks for a seat license. The, my, my season tickets for 10 games, which includes two preseason games, was 1600 uh, They didn't force us to make our final payment, so I made three payments. So basically, I get the 1200 bucks back. I still have the seats for next year if I want to keep those or if I want to sell those. Um, but obviously, everybody wants their money back. The Chargers took a few days to get back to me. Uh, at least they got get back quicker than COVID. And they said it took so long because nobody wants – basically, everybody wants their money back. Nobody's pushing that for next year. Like, I could push that $1,200 for 2021 season tickets. And in my right. head, I'm like, oh, you think, you think I'm going to wait, Joe, until next year for the Chargers season tickets? The earth might not exist in 2021. I, I think I, I'll – I just did this. I mean, it's not nearly on the same level, but I just did the same thing with a concert that I was supposed to go to in March. It got pushed till September. And then they pushed it again till March. And I was like, that's it. I've had, I've had enough. Like, I'm, I just want my money. Give me my money. If this thing still goes on, I'll buy tickets to it in March. Like, who knows that the Troubadour is going to be a thing in March? Like, I just give me my money now and I'll figure it out later. You know, will I, will I regret it when concerts come back and like those ticket prices go up? Maybe, but I want my money now. I mean, that would be my advice to anybody. If you can get your money now on something, we, we just, we don't know, right? Like exactly. There's just too much uncertainty. I mean, you couldn't even do a comedy show with 15, 20 people. Yeah. And we're talking about a 60,000 seat stadium. Which and the reason we couldn't do a comedy show with like twenty people is because um, the comedians, when you're talking, you can't eat a burger or fries. What I've learned about California is that um, COVID is dangerous and will kill everybody unless a restaurant has served you food, and then you are in a food bubble where the fries, the grease of the fries, protect you from coronavirus. It blocks it. Yeah, we have to eat outside uh on the street and uh you can't drink alcohol alone actually brings coronavirus's you know uh ability to attack you up but if you combine that beer with french fries you are now totally protected from coronavirus so that's good interesting yeah so it looks like our brilliant politicians in the state of california have found a loophole in covid yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eating a they, cheeseburger they, and fries on the street. Exactly. Because, you know, the, the thing about uh, vaccine, like these kind of pandemic viruses is if you like go out somewhere and you take your hands that you've been touching everything with all day and you place it on the bun of a burger and then you put it in your mouth, you're getting some sort, you're getting like little bits of the virus. So it'll help you fight the virus. I think that's their reasoning. But if you're just drinking a beer, none of your hands get in your mouth. And then you're not actually protecting yourself from the virus. So that's where the safest spots are now. The restaurants that have to serve people outside. 
Right, which is why I know the NFL players and that, you know, we're, we're about to get into the thing with the NFL players not wanting to play. They were talking about putting, like, face shields, but I think they just got to put fries, burgers, milkshakes, you know, mozzarella sticks in their face masks, then they're protected. Because that's what California's told me. Food will protect you from the coronavirus. And alcohol alone, combined with the coronavirus, will kill you dead tomorrow. Yeah. Good to know. Who yeah. knew? Masks 100% of the time, unless you're putting food in your mouth. And then for sure, you're safe. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, well, the players don't feel too safe, it seems. Like I said, there seemed to be a universal consensus, which you rarely get from star players to you know, middle-of-the-road players. And obviously, they coordinated a massive tweet campaign yesterday. Hashtag, we want to play. And it seems like they don't feel comfortable with the protocol, which, you know, we just talked about baseball. Joe, it seems like the same thing. You've had months to put something together. And here we are. I mean, guys are legit saying they don't feel comfortable or safe. Well, what they're doing is, I guess the negotiation issue, right, was that they want X amount of time to prep. But they're, but they're trying to – so they're, they're demanding that they come back or they're supposed to come back what, next week? Yeah, or I think even this week. I think rookies yeah. are supposed to report this week. And then, and then it would be X amount of days between them reporting and the first game of the regular season and that that would be sufficient for everybody's needs and wants. But the NFL wants them to play two preseason games. Correct. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either. Why does the NFL even care? No one watches preseason football on television. Like, they don't even do... Uh, I, think, I think people do, actually. Though. But they don't even do, um, like, national games. You know they what do. I mean? They do. You, do. you do local games mostly, though. No, but they do. They do the Sunday night football. I'm telling you. They do the Monday night football. I don't know about Monday. I know for sure they do Sunday night football. That's so stupid. Just cancel those games. The NFL is a joke. Cancel those games. Stop it. Stop. Look, I, I think I can't commissioner all these sports at the same time. Look, I the, can't do it. <laughs> they're going to obviously do the best that they can to play. And obviously the NFL, all the sports would be shocked if they didn't play, but it's just, it's not, again, it's not good when today's July 20th. I just feel like everybody's just lost track of time through all this. The season's right around the corner. Like, like what's Hard Knocks going to be? What, what is – they're supposed to do Hard Knocks, Rams, and Chargers. What, what the hell is that going to be? I don't know, but they better, they better slather the cast and crew and fry grease, protect, that, protect all of them. Just, okay. shoot, just shoot it all in in and out. They're good. <laughs> Man, I bet I bet In and Outs are crushing it. Yeah, they were crushing it when I was still in California. Yeah, a lot of people lined up at the drive-through. I haven't figured out the right time of day to go to In and Out in ten years in Los Angeles. There's no rhyme or reason to when it isn't out the fucking street. No, I like I the don't. one like the one in Washington on Washington now. Boulevard, when you yeah. when you turn off of Washington Boulevard, you're already in the line. Like on the street. 
but, but like on that entrance street before you turn in. Well, you know, you know the trick. Obviously, you can't do this now because the restaurant in dining is closed. The trick I learned was you go on like a non weekend. You go on like a Friday Monday. or Thursday night. Whatever. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. You go around like eleven thirty to midnight, and you go in. Yeah, you don't even wait in the drive-through. You go in, but obviously that's off limits unless they started feeding people outside because I know they have tables, which, as you said, is totally safe. Yeah, because an airborne virus, outdoor seating, you know, like that. That's what I know is like all the bacteria that's flying around in the air have it around your food while you're eating it. <laughs> the bacteria inside where they're cooking and preparing the food, that's very dangerous. That's dangerous. You don't wanna be eating inside. Wait, that's where the food's coming. Look, I don't know how it goes, honestly. Um, there is a science to it though. Cheeseburgers protect you from COVID, that's for sure. They for sure do. That's what I've learned during this. What's the deal? Like, are a lot of these, like, like take Main Street in Santa Monica. Have people just created restaurants? Outdoor, outdoor patios. They're in the street. But no alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. But you can't have alcohol. You have to have food. So, so you, Jameson's Pub yes, on Jameson, Main Street okay. is open. And you can go sit at a table. And you can have a you know, mug of beer. But you have to have food. Because if you don't have food, you'll die of COVID. You have to have fish and chips with that beer. Yeah, but if you get fish and chips, the fish <laughs> attacks the COVID. Teenage Mutant Ninja Fishies. Have you seen, I got to shout out Goldberg because he sent me this. Have you seen these block parties that are happening in, uh, in Queens? Like Astoria, yeah. In Astoria. And there's like a bunch of motorcycles. Like it looks like a DMX video. Yeah, it really does. So basically, it sounds like New York is having the same thing that LA is doing, where they're just pushing the restaurants outside, but then people don't leave the streets. Yeah. And then residents got to hear people partying, which, of course, is also spreading COVID. I mean, I, 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 I'm like for it. I even think like Main Street, Abikini, these places, like, Block the streets. Traffic is down. Do we need? Do we need Main Street as a thoroughfare? Use Fourth. Use Ocean. Block the whole street off. Yeah, I was in El Segundo the other day. They blocked the whole street. There's a whole street that's just it's barricaded up, and it's just for restaurants on the street. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the move for a while, right? Yeah, I got a crazy idea. I'm just going to turn. My dad's got a nice half acre. I'm going to build a, a stage next to the garden. We're just going to turn it. We're going to turn Walt's backyard into a comedy club. What do you think? Oh, no, sorry. You can't. Live performance is still illegal. Really? Yeah. Because, unless, unless the performer's eating it, eating <laughs> while they're doing it. So wait, if, if we're eating the fresh broccoli or tomatoes from the garden, wow. Oh, now. Oh, maybe, maybe you sell it as like a garden, like a, a farm to table. Yeah. Thing. What do you think? And, and somebody's just doing slam poetry or whatever, you know? Yeah. No, we're going to do straight-up stand-up comedy. I know, but don't call it stand-up comedy, Andy. Call it something that's less prone to catch the virus. Like, it's a, it's a book reading. Okay. I gotcha. I'm learning these things, man. Yeah. So, NFL, what's going to happen? They're going to they're gonna set this straight, right? We assume? Like, t this, t 
to me feels a lot like baseball did. Where I, the, I totally agree. Where the players are tweeting and it's like, it's almost like a whole like PR stunt. Like in the end, what happened was what we all knew was going to happen, you know, 10 weeks before it happened, which is baseball settled on a 60 game season. And the, the commissioner made it known that they're whatever. So it just seems like to me, we're going to have one preseason, like the NFL cut it to two. The players don't want to do it. The players are arguing with the owners. The owners are going to fight back. The ver- eventually they're going to settle on one. It's going to be one preseason game and then the season. It's like, guys, first of all, we don't need preseason football. So I'm fully on the player side on this one. We don't need preseason football. Stop it. We never needed it. We don't need it next year. We don't need it if we have a vaccine. We, never, we don't need it in the past. There's never been a level of football, Pop Warner, high school, college, Arena League. None of them have organized preseason games. You we have did. scrimmages. Oh, yeah. We call them scrimmages. Yeah. You have a scrimmage. And the NFL does scrimmages in training camp. What about this? I saw, I believe it was Raiders owner Mark Davis who at this point probably has a better haircut than me, which is the state of my life. You're going to love this, by the way. I actually got my haircut this weekend. <laughs> Swear. I said, I said, just thin it out. I'm going to keep it longer. I mean, I mean, is this shocking to you? She cut it. Did I go to a great clips? Yes, I did. Options <laughs> limited. <laughs> I like that you still have the bit that hangs over your ear. Well, it's weird because it, it didn't. It didn't hang over my ear. And like if I comb it back, it's a mess, dude. It's a straight up mess. But anyway, Mark Davis suggested. I think you should put like some slit. Like I feel like if you got like some, some like 50s hair, you could go with a real George McFly. It's like, hey, <laughs> get your damn hands off her. You're my. Where you're my. Density. density. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, all, back, all three Back to the Futures are on Netflix now. Nice. After I just paid to rent them for Nikki D. Anyway, this is what Raiders owner Mark Davis said. He's like, why don't we just push the season to start in November? It's, there's always this pushback. Cut it to 12 games. Good for Mark Davis. Yeah. Because I, 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 think, I think in a way, like – I want more football, like, I, uh, and by the way, I want more regular. Like, play the sixteen game season. I'm totally for that. Uh, it, like, to me, it's like, w- w- yeah, two months will help some stuff. But you had they had way more of a head start than every other sport, and they still haven't figured it out. So giving them two months doesn't, to me, feel like it. They're going to solve a whole lot. Um, you know, cases may be down and whatever. Hopefully we're in a better place, whatever. But all of these teams, are, there's all the precautions and there's all the stuff going with it. And there's always going to be from now until forever, you know, the, the, the near future, vaccine or no vaccine, there's going to be people who come down with it and then sure. we're going to quarantine and whatever. So it's like, I'm all for 16 games. I'm saying if the middle is... If the middle of play 12 games and play two preseason games in 16 is like, let's just play the 16-game schedule, then just fucking do it. Yeah. Just play 16 games. Sure. Well, I I just – yeah. 
I, I always get nervous when you start wanting to push things back or take things away. To me, that's always right. A sign of things are going to change or things aren't going to work. Living in fear. Yeah. Well, we have I'm to address, to control you. We have to address the Redskins or the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins. We need to, we need to talk about the Redskins story or the lack thereof. This was, I gotta say, and I don't mean to belittle any of the people who had a bad experience in the Redskins organization, women who were sexually assaulted or, you know, sexually harassed or any of that stuff, but they really sold us this story. Like Dan Snyder was going to be doing Coke out of John Gruden's asshole while a stripper watches and has a cheerleader on like a chain leash. And Josh Norman is like, like, getting Instagram models to show up and have sex with the defensive coordinator in exchange for playing time. Like they sold it like it was going to be this thing. And that's it for Dan Snyder and the Redskins change the name, change the team. Like what was that Friday, Thursday, Thursday. or Friday, Thursday? Thursday, Thursday evening. I mean, we're talking Saturday. It's a non-story. Well, yeah. So I read the whole story, which is in the Washington post. I believe 15 women came forward, or at least, you know, most of them were anonymous. A few revealed their own identity. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's an awful culture of sexual harassment. Um, you know, was there sexual assaults in there? I, I honestly, I'm the only person in the world, apparently, who doesn't have a Washington Post thing. So I just kept getting blurbs from other people. Okay. Well, yeah, I somehow had a free article or whatever. So, um, I read it and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bad, but you me, me, you and Tug were, were texting. I thought Tug posed a great question. How many, and again, this does not justify it at all, but this shows how bad the culture is actually. He said, how many NFL teams have that same sort of culture going on with I, women? I, and I, I said, most of them, I said 30. Yeah. And then it made me think not just NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. We've seen what happened to the Mavericks, um, NHL. But my question would then be how many professional sports leagues and teams are just blatantly sexually harassing women on a daily basis? Uh, at some, at some le level, whether it be the athletes, the executives, the coaches, the whatever, somebody is doing it every day in every organization even the best run organizations i think it, i think even the best run organizations that you're gonna go like probably not them you would say maybe one guy here two guys there like it seems like in in washington it was the culture yeah um which you know i i even in the story, in the blurb from the Washington Post I read, like one staffer said, this is the worst environment I've ever been in. And I was in politics, you know what I mean? And it's like, she said that because that's kind of the culture down there in politics in general. So yeah. that kind of, I'm not surprised that bled over to the town's football team. But um, one, no one seems to care anymore. It's crazy about, about this story. 
And two, no one really even seemed like it, it just got so built up that I think the story itself didn't live up to the hype. And that hurt the ability of like people caring. Yeah. And it sucks for these women. It sucks for yeah. women who have to deal with this anywhere. It, it's just, I, I want to word this carefully because again, this is not me downplaying any of this, but I pose this question just as a question. The Me Too movement came out in 2017. I would say this. This doesn't mean that I'm against the Me Too movement. It means that after I say this, I don't know how much it's actually helped. That's my question. How much has something like Me Too actually changed these cultures? Well, I think, oh, changing the, not a whole lot of changing the cultures. I just think that this story doesn't come out without that. And now this, and now this story changes the culture there going forward so yeah like me too itself didn't change the culture in a place like that but but it made this it made this newsworthy and now this will change the culture there yeah and again that's my point i'm not trying to negate me too or negate any of these just you know toxic cultures i i just i wonder we're talking sports then joe right then it makes you wonder about Hollywood or corporate America. And I think you and I have interesting perspectives because we're the outside looking in. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're not, I've never been around that. I, I, I don't know what that is. I'm not in the office. I'm not working for a team. I'm not like, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm just, I, I think, I think I'm naive to it in a way too. Cause I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've certainly heard about it from various women in my life. Me too. Uh, my, me too. My girlfriend, people I've worked with, my manager, like how sure. people get treated in corporate America, whether it be entertainment, sports, whatever. And like none of that surprises me. But you know what the other thing is? When you say we're on the outside looking in is I think that there's something to that as well. I think that um, people like shitty, terrible people who want to, you know, harass women and want to whatever they get, they get, uh, emboldened by the culture of some places. And they know that there's a, you know, a corporate culture that covers their ass and they dip into it and they're like, yeah, this is what we do. We sexually assault Sally on work retreats. We throw, you know, shit her all the time we say nasty shit to her and we grab her and it's like yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go yeah that's what i'm saying it's like i i just i mean the last i'm just thinking of my own life like professional settings i, I was a teacher for a year I've, I've worked in the service industry obviously that's that's none of that's corporate it's just it, it's different i but but i agree and i've heard things we both have that's why I asked that question about how many teams is this happening in? I, I think I it's I, I, like, that's what I would say. I would say a hundred percent on some level. I, I totally agree. And, and you're right. I, I feel like the fact that this story was so hyped up. Like it, it, when you think about these teams, all the personnel, all the executives, all the players, all the, like, for example, great example of a well-run like 
family, like, like they mean business and they're, they're going to do it the right way. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger's a multiple accused rapist. Still the quarterback in Pittsburgh. Yeah. The whole time. Never wasn't. Sure. Not for a second. Pittsburgh was never like, we're going to have a talk with him. They're like, we're going to have a talk with him about it and extending his contract. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And that's like, you know, the Rooney family is like, they're, like they're trying the to do it. Yeah, they're trying to do it the right way. Yeah. But Ben Roethlisberger is like, there is a long list of accusations against Ben Roethlisberger. Sure. Long. Yeah. yeah. I was ready to do a long and distinguished, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna refrain because that's your thing, and I don't think that's the time and place for that. <laughs> you tipping your cap to me? Good day, sir. Well, Joe, I, I know you were talking about we should be turning these outdoor restaurant, you know, we should, the outdoor restaurants, and you're talking about cheeseburgers and all that stuff. I got I got a solution for you. You don't have to mess with any of that stuff. Butcher Box, Joe. Our friends at Butcher Box. The mood, the 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 meal, not the mood. The meal will be set right to your house. The food. I do, I do love Butcher Box, Andy. I mean, getting it, it's it's better than the meal plants. They're just like here's some meats, and yeah. I'm like, let's cook some meats. Well, I, it's well, summer also, in America. I also love it's it's not exactly easy now more than ever, given our current climate. It's not exactly easy to find like your 100% grass fed be for free range organic chicken right like it's it's not exactly easy to find that and who wants to go to the supermarket exactly one less trip actually i should correct that multiple less trips yeah because every month butcher box ships a curated selection of high quality meat to your house all the meat is free of antibiotics and adding hormones and like i'm saying they send you a lot of meat each box has nine to eleven pounds of meat enough for 24 individuals, but we're practicing social distancing. So that's enough for you or your partner and your family, guys. Be smart. Packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. You can customize your box to go with one of theirs. Either way, it's great. So mark a visit to the meat counter off your list of things to do and receive quality meats delivered to your door now. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Which I'll be honest, I could really use some butcher box right now. Because uh Me too, honestly. Right? Yeah, my fridge and freezer are completely bare. And I really don't want to go shopping. I don't either. And I, I, I really wish I did. Everything else I do now at this point, I, I get delivered. Everything. I, you know, ordering, I, you know, clothes and golf stuff and whatever. I just order online. It comes here. Why go? I'm going to go to Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, sure. just order it. I just got a box of golf balls in the mail from Amazon. Send me my meat. Let's go butcher box. Jump it. Like, let's get that meat. Let's get those good meats delivered. Yeah, I feel you. So, there was a really interesting article I thought that I enjoyed 
reading and perusing through. It's actually really long, so I didn't read it word for word. But ESPN did a huge piece on college football and basketball coaches that have, had a, that have accepted a pay cut during the pandemic and coaches that haven't. And I thought it was now, interesting. Now, now yeah. were all of these coaches asked to take a pay cut and some of them refused? And that's what it breaks down. So, I mean, like, if a coach wasn't asked to take a pay cut, like, I'm not calling up anybody and being like, hey, you guys want some money back? Some voluntarily did it. Good for them. Who are those guys? Who have voluntarily taken a pay cut? Yeah. Um, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I've always liked Jim Harbaugh. Lincoln Ryder, Oklahoma's head coach. Um, Coach K. Tom Izzo. I, I love I love Duke, and I and I want to give some of your money back. I love I just love the Duke basketball program, and I want to make sure that it's good for it. I love Duke, and I think some of these guys who did not take a pay cut will not su- will not surprise you at all. People who did not want to take a pay cut, Dabo Swinney. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Why would I give my money back? We just keep winning. You don't pay for you don't pay for me to come here and coach every day. You pay for me to win championships. So it doesn't matter how many games I'm I'm paid on a per championship basis. So we don't need to worry about the day to day. Lump sum, pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me. God will give you a refund when you get to see him at the pearly gates. Coaches, bank accounts matter. Football matters. The South matters. God matters. We're going to win. We're good. We're going to win. So, Dabo, there's a – Joe, you're going to see there's kind of a a consistency here. All these Southern coaches. No pay cut for Dabo. No pay cut for Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. No pay cut for Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher. No. no. No pay cut for Georgia coach Kirby Smart. Auburn coach Gus Malzahn. The Lord will provide you with a refund. The Lord always provides. Florida coach Dan Mullen. Again, like, like we're seeing very heavily SEC country, and I actually posted this on our Twitter, you know, ESPN had a graphic of the, of the conference coaches of all the major five conferences, the SEC football basketball coaches are the least amounts to take a pay cut. And, and it's by far the SEC. Yeah. That's not surprising. Well, but, but it's, it's in it. Look, I'm not, I got to give you money back because of a hoax because a democratic hoax to get Donald Trump out of the white house. No, I don't think so. That's not how this works. I already give too much money to this government. I am not one to tell people to give their money back. I, 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 I am. Look. Yeah, that's why I said we can shout out the voluntarily gave money. Like, but, uh, but the people who were asked and refused also assholes. There's a but to this for me. But also we're talking SEC country. Yeah. Where is Corona raging right now? A lot of SEC country. 
because they still believe it's a hoax and then masks are impeding on their freedom and that God will protect them. And, you know, it's, I, what I'm always like surprised about is God will protect these guys from coronavirus, but God absolutely will not protect them. If a burglar comes into their house, that's why they need 200 guns by their bed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God doesn't get involved in hand-to-hand combats. That's why I need my pistols on my nightstand. So but God, is- God definitely fights viruses. God and cheeseburgers fight viruses. Guns fight intruders. So yeah, this Big is my dumb fucking idiot. This is my problem with all this is that the air. This is why I'm calling it out. So the areas where it's very high, SEC country, the, the coaches are not taking pay cuts, which the university needs. It's all a cycle. The university needs that money more than ever if they don't play football. So there's selfishness, right? But then the coaches are also selfish because they expect the players to play in a higher risk situation, which again is that part of the country. But you see what I'm saying? Meanwhile, getting at? meanwhile, the Ivy League schools are like, football's canceled. It's fine. We don't care because the the people who go to Harvard end up the titans of industry, and they give money back to Harvard, and it's fine. And Princeton, and Yale, and all those things. I mean, so no football at Alabama this year. The guy who runs the Kumo Tire store down the street has got to send you money back to make sure that the school can still have classes without all the money they make from football. Like, well, you know, I did, I did get a great education there. And, uh, you know, the gas station is doing well. So get them that money. But, but that's my point. Of Again, I'm not saying anybody has to take a pay cut, but you're kind of a dick. Like, mm-hmm. like we're, we're in – we are in. But we knew Dabo Sweeney wore a shirt that said football matters. We knew he was a dick, right? I think so. Jimbo Fisher was the – was the uh, wasn't he the, the uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah. Like, you he, know. He was his guy. Yeah, he was, he was Jameis Winston's, uh, you know, cleanup guy. Sure. He, used to go, he, he was Jim, Jameis Winston's fixer. He was Harvey Keitel on Pulp Fiction. Basically. Showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's he, would, but, he would show up after Jameis Winston's frat parties. Pretty please, with a cherry on top. Get the hooker out of the car. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. These guys are all... even And, I, and I, we love him, Joe. We, we love our guy, Coach O. Yeah. But even Coach O, come on, man. Not taking a pay cut. Well, I, actually, I don't see him on this list either way, so I, don't, I can't confirm. Fun story. They don't pay me at all. How can I take a pay cut when I don't get paid? No one in the history of this game has done it more for the love of the game. I live in a van. I drive that van wherever I am the interim coach. I drove from old Mississippi out to the University of Southern California, and I drove it back across the country to Bayou. Me and my wife, we live in a van. And it ain't always one of them fancy down by the river van. Sometimes it's just a crick. Now, Coach, now that we have you on the line, you actually said last week, that the country needs football. Well, doesn't it? Do, Andy, let me ask you a question. Do you agree that the country needs football? 
I think we need to have certain God came to me when I was sleeping and he said, coach, you got options. I can give you a vaccine or I can give you a football. And I said, the country needs football. It don't matter if people are healthy or people are sick, people are dying or people are starving, people got jobs or people don't. If they got football, that's enough. Good to know, coach. Yeah, because from all your comments, you were actually with Vice President Mike Pence down in Louisiana last week. That's right. Well, I was hanging out with Mike, the Mike Pence. We were the, the Vice President of the United States. I talked to him. Uh, we we have, we share some a lot of thoughts about what are important to this country. And and Mike Pence, he said, he agreed with me. He said, Coach O, we need football. As long as everybody stands for a national anthem before the game, we absolutely need football. If they don't, then then we don't need football. But if they do stand there, we need football. But coach, even your own team. Remember, you remember you guys all quarantined because so many players on your own LSU Tiger team had tested positive. Andy Ruther, we are the we are the defending national champion, LSU Bayou Bengals. I see coronavirus come around the corner. Not one, not two, not three COVIDs, 19 COVIDs coming at me. <laughs> I got a strategy. I tell them to suck my tiger dick. They ain't going to beat the tigers. Coronavirus might go up there, get the, get the orange in Syracuse. You know, they might get some of them northeastern teams. They might take down the crimson at Harvard. Might take down the the little bulldogs at Yale. Bulldogs about a fifty pound dog on a good day. It ain't even a fighting breed. But you gonna come at a tiger? You know, I you know I, I enjoyed very much the Tiger King on uh, on Netflix, and it reminds me of something that everybody needs to know. The majority of tigers in the tigers don't roam free in the United States. Most tigers in the United States are being held in captivity. They are ready to fight. They have been caged up their whole lives. You're about to throw in some meat, they're going to eat it. You're about to throw in a corona, they're going to drink it. You're about to throw in a coronavirus, they're going to attack it. Coach Joe, good to have him back on the show. We need football. There was, a, there was a scientist back in the day. He talked about all the things that we need. We need to breathe, to eat, to have a, a place to stay, security, and we need football. That's what he said. As I hit, I hit a hierarchy. Is that a Sigmund Freud reference? In a hierarchy of human needs. He said air, football, Food, security. I, thought I think, all, I think also maybe a, maybe a crawfish was down there. That was separate from food, a specific crawfish that might have been fifth. You don't need it, but it's nice to have it. Good to know, Coach. Well, I hope it works fire, out. Fire, we need fire. Football. Freedom. Three Fs and french fries because it fights coronavirus. <laughs> Ocho, ladies and gentlemen, back on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Oh, my goodness. Good to see he's still fiery down there in the bayou. Oh, yeah. He's, 
He's I, Coach O ain't getting taken down by no stinking virus. I mean, I will say when I saw that quote in the headline, it's the most Coach O quote ever. We yeah. need football. Yeah, and you know that's like he's just tweeting it every day. Yeah, he, he's just doing the the Donald Trump law and order. But we need he's just doing we need football. Unbelievable. Well, Joe. By the way, a lot like the Donald Trump thing, like throw Law and Order SVU a bone every once in a while. Just going with the just pushing the original so, so much. <laughs> yeah. How about, right? Mariska, how about a little Mariska Hargitay shout out? Yeah. Olivia Benson. I'll be honest, man. I never watched any. I've never watched an episode of any Law and Order. Not a single episode. That is. That's. That's. I can't. I'm shocked it's been on so long i know law and order was on for a long time law and order svu has been on almost as long now then there was spinoffs there was like there's other law and orders even i know criminal intent yep you've never watched any episode of any law and order must the most law and order i've ever watched is tug doing his uh that's insane yeah that's insane. Just doesn't do anything for me. Everybody you've ever seen was on Law and Order. I know. Everybody had a Law and Order role at one point, including Tug Coker. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that was the thing back in the day. You have to like guess if you knew. A lot of times people would like be somebody, and then on their like way back down, they would do a Law and Order. You know, Tug got it on the up. A lot of people get it on the up. A lot of people get it on the down. Yeah. So, so if you knew. My trick was always if you could if you recognize the name of a guest star, they probably did it. You're like, and Tony Danza. Oh man, Tony Danza's gonna rape somebody? This is But but that type of stuff just doesn't interest me. Is, is it uh, more, is it more for comedy? Even no. though even though it's not we, supposed to be comedy? No. It's it's a fantastic I've I've watched 250 episodes. Wow. No joke, for sure. I've watched like is Ice T on one of the Law and Orders? Yeah, SVU dog. The original SVU is the way you got to go too. Chris Maloney, Mariska Hargitay, Ice T, Richard Belzer, and the old creepy bald captain. Gotcha. There was some good the Law and Order, Law and Order at one point went uh, went oh what's the guy's name? I always forget his name. The mustached actor. Older guy. I think he died recently. Look it up. You know we have a couple dirtball questions we want to get to. Sure, let's do it. Before we wrap up the show. Okay, so dirtball questions. Let's hop into the DMs. You guys can DM us at the Dirty Sports. Dennis Farina. Yeah, that's Dennis it. Farina had a had a had a short run on Lawn or his you got from NYPD Blue? Uh no, that's Dan that's a different guy. But similar, uh, similar vibes. All right. Well, the questions, we have a couple questions today. Let's get to these. First up, we have Maniacal Mitch from Down Under. Down Under. Not the Mitch down in Australia, a Hall of Fame dirtball, as you guys know. He said, if you could snitch on any player in the NBA out of spite, who would it be and what would you say they had done? This is reference to the NBA snitch hotline in the Disney bubble. Okay, Joe. So he's saying out of spite. I already know who yours is. 
Yeah. I would say Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, right? because he's the devil and because he was the head of the stop snitching campaign. So that would be a nice, be a nice revenge. And I would say that he was like going around spitting in people's mouths. I'm just going to say the most aggressively reckless COVID violation. I'm going to say, I'm assuming he'll be down there. I could be wrong. He's not a current player, but you know, media is down there, right? Cause they're still doing media coverage. Paul right. Pierce. Paul Pierce. Okay. Essentially on Paul Pierce. Because he's, he's walking around with shit in his pants. I just can't, <laughs> I can't handle his takes anymore. It's complete uh, troll. They're, they're all so ridiculous and I just can't deal with it. Like, like I, I can't deal with the fake stuff and, and ESPN has turned into that, right? We're just going to put guys on for takes. They don't agree with. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Paul Pierce is my guy. If you, had to pick one guy to snitch on to affect the like outcome. Like who are you rooting for? Who do you want to win the NBA championship? The Lakers. So who is the Lakers best competition? You think the Clippers? Yes. So would you snip snitch on Kawhi? It'd have to be Kawhi. And what are you snitching on? Kawhi is such a like low key guy, you know? Yeah. He would never – like, if you snitched on him and they came and questioned him about it, though, he would break under pressure whether he did or he didn't. Like, he would definitely not be Tug Coker on Law & Order Cool. Like, yeah. They'd be like, Kawhi, we have, we have reports that you have hoes. He's like <laughs> I – mean, you, you remember when that video leaked of him at the strip club last year? Yeah. He was just so just matter-of-fact. I, yeah, I think that's their biggest competition. Nothing against the Bucks, but yeah, get get Paul get uh, Paul Pierce out of there. I like the irony of Mello being snitch on. Yeah, he's the king of stop snitching. I, yeah, I mean, I would have done it just because of how much I hate Mello, but also, I, I'm also doing it because I want to help the Blazers. Yeah, I love the Blazers. I can't did believe you, they have Mello. Did you see the controversy over uh, Damian Lillard's? Uh, you probably didn't his room no so they decorated outside of his room cj mccollum decorated outside of his room because yesterday was cj mccall i'm sorry yesterday was uh dame's 30th birthday right okay so he put like a balloon or some bows outside his room and like he took a picture and the nba the nba twitter posted it like happy 30th birthday right they blurred out what was on his door which was presidential suite the NBA did not want, obviously, Dame's a star player. They didn't yeah. want people seeing that star players get better rooms. And right. then right under that, people posted YouTube videos from the presidential suite, which you get down there. Right. And it's not like the best of the best. I mean, it's a very nice room. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. Like, even in the NBA, like, I don't know why that would bother players. So, right? Better players get nicer rooms. Yeah, I guess. But, like, the presidential – like, why isn't the coach in the presidential suite? Maybe he is. Yeah. I guess there's a couple presidential suites. Oh, there's thousands of rooms down there. Right. It makes you wonder what LeBron's room is. Yeah. He's yeah. staying at, in, in the Epcot. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's just staying, he's just staying in the golf ball. Yeah. That's right. And then it makes you think of some of the scrubs. Or, or, he's staying, or he's staying in, like, the, the actual Disney castle. 
Yeah. His daughter's coming every day, thinks she's home, thinks she's a princess. They gave uh, – Get gave, back to the castle. It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our second question today is from Ryan McLean. Do you think there is a difference between getting an injury and not being able to play and getting corona and not being able to play? Will there be a caveat if the Bucks win the finals but LeBron got COVID before game one? Should it be treated the same as KD getting hurt last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's what we're going to be at across all sports now is that like it's, it's essentially going to be, you know, the new hamstring. I don't think it'll be treated the same to answer that part of the question. In what sense? We'll look at it differently. I mean, I mean, KD's was. I mean, we look we look at it differently already. Like the the Raptors didn't beat the full strength Warriors. I think we forget about that. I you know, the the Warriors didn't beat a full strength Cavs that first year. People don't talk about that though, Joe. They don't. Well, they should. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but I, they don't talk about LeBron's it. three and six in finals. Yeah, he, he, Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt for that finals. But let's bring it back to last year. The Warriors fans do. They're like, Draymond Green was suspended for one game. I know, but obviously KD gets injured. People don't talk about that, man. I mean, I think more people do than you're giving credit for. I think more people do talk about that. I, I just think people are going to view it a little differently. I, I think – if somebody gets COVID, somebody of a, of a star status, that's when the, all this asterisk talk just really takes off. But I, at this point, I'm a firm believer of they're, they're going to cover it up. There's no way a major star gets it in like the finals. They yeah. don't let them play. As reckless as that is from a health decision, there's going to be 30 for 30s in documentaries on this for years to come. That's kind of what intrigues me the most about the bubble, the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. Like what's really happening. Right. So those are the questions today, guys. Again, you can DM us at the dirty sports on Instagram and Twitter, or you can DM me at Andy Ruther. Joe, we banged it out. I know you got, you got to hit the links. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I, not till probably this evening hitting the, hitting the range. I don't think I'm going to play. I don't think I'm going to play a course today. Uh, but, uh, but I will soon. And if you want to follow the, uh, the two weeks to pebble uh, story, go to uh, my YouTube page. It's a uh, YouTube forward slash Joe Prano, or just put me in or just put hashtag two weeks to pebble in anything and find it. Uh, I've been posting the links on Twitter. Uh, it comes out on my Instagram as well, but it comes out like a day or two later. Um, trying to get, get you guys to go subscribe to my YouTube. So go check that out. Follow me on Twitter at fix your life on Instagram at Joe Prano. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just going to keep, keep plugging along. Tug's going to play with me tomorrow. Cool. And then uh, we'll have him on the show Thursday. And then, uh, then we hit the real, you know, the final stretch. What until I come back? Yeah. Yeah. Until Andy, until Andy Ruther returns where then we're, we're a pebble round and, and then a what, a week away August, from August from a, 3rd, which is what, a Monday? It's a, two weeks from today. You want to pick me up from the airport? Sure. Pick me up in your car that I've been driving. Pick, pick me up in my car and then we're going to go straight to podcasting. Yeah. 
gonna be a weird feeling being in my apartment. Well, first we got we'll have to stop uh, at In and Out and get burgers so that we're safe to podcast together. Because you'll, you'll have been coming off a flight. True. So unless I slather myself in fry grease, I'm very susceptible. Yeah. So I better I better I better buy a bunch of burgers to just rub all over my apartment. Yeah. And all over my car. Yeah. And all over my body. That'd Actually, be a smart I'll, idea. I'll just I'll just bathe in that grease. Yeah. All right, Joe. Looking forward to coming back. Dirtballs, thanks for all the support. Have a great week, guys. And as always, stay dirty.